0: Well, welcome
1: everyone. Hope everyone is having a great week, the Sustainable Success way. Again, another snowy day here in the greater New York City area, but it's all good as usual. We hope everyone has been faring well, especially for those out in Texas that have recently went through some storms and where they lost power. We hope that again, that you can get your power back soon and get back on your feet. Again, feel free to tap into us here at Sustainable Success if there's anything we can do to help. Feel free to reach out to us. And again, if you are new to Sustainable Success, you found us here at the Voice America Influencers channel. But you could also find us and check us out at Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. There we've had many of our great guests that have shared their words of wisdom in helping not only to scale your businesses to the next level, but also things personally that are true to you, things from mindset to relationships and other personal development topics. Again, you can uh, go there and listen to any of the great guests that we've had on over the years, again at Sustainable Success 2017. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Again, this is a social media community platform that brings together people that want to, you know, get together and learn more about each other, maybe from the, you know, your alma mater. Maybe it doesn't mean that you went to school at the same time, but perhaps that again, you can meet new people. And again, this applies to businesses that are now out of business, like the, uh, what would be an example, WorldCom back in the day. If you worked at WorldCom back in the 90s, they're no longer a company, but nonetheless, wouldn't it be great to get connected with people that you worked with at that time? This is the place to do it. Again, check them out at myalumnidirect.com. That's myalumnidirect.com. Again, they bring people together to share memories, create new experiences, may lead to your next job opportunity or perhaps a business opportunity. And again, this organization, uh, social media platform provides a lot of different affinity programs for its members in terms of perks that you could use in your business and in your personal life. So today's show, again, we have a great guest today. And I've been looking forward to this show for a good couple of weeks now since we were introduced. And this is something that really is true and dear to my heart. As everybody knows, you know, I wrote a book called Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve the Root Cause, Create Prosperity. Again, Overcoming Limiting Beliefs. But we have someone who is a expert in this space, and you're going to love what you're going to hear today. And this individual's name, his name is Line Goodman. And before I introduce Line, we're going to be talking about Clear Your Limiting Beliefs. Now, uh, he is the creator of the Clear Beliefs Method, a process for clearing limiting and negative beliefs from the core of the psyche, healing childhood wounds, trauma, and inherited programming. More than 500 coaches, therapists, and healers from more than 50 countries have graduated from his Clear Beliefs Coach training. Line is the author of Creating on Purpose, the spiritual technology of manifesting, and numerous ebooks, including How to Clear Your Claw. Your Client's Limiting Beliefs, men alignment I love that term, and the Narcissism Primer. He has taught workshops and trainings online and in person across the US, Canada, Europe, and China. Line is the CEO of Luminary Leadership Institute, a consulting firm dedicated to bringing high achievers and leaders into alignment with their true self and their highest virtues. He has more than 40 years experience as a professional executive coach and a businessman, and without further ado, we welcome Lion Goodman to the show. Lion, how are you doing today?
2: I'm great, Chris. Thanks for having me. I'm really pleased to be here. Absolutely.
1: We are, so pl- we are so pleased to have you here with us today, taking time out of your busy schedule. So when we talk about limiting beliefs, you know, we've shared that in the past here on our show, but it's been a l- little bit of time, and I think we have a lot of new listeners now to Sustainable Success. Before we start going and talking about how to clear your limiting beliefs, can we talk about from your perspective, what are
2: limiting beliefs and how do they affect people in general? Let's start even deeper than that. Let's say, what is a belief, right? now, most people, when they talk about a belief, they think of a mental construct, like I believe in less government or I believe in more government or I believe in God or I don't believe in God, right? That's kind of a mental idea that a person's committed to. When I talk about beliefs, I'm talking about something much more fundamental. In fact, I consider it the infrastructure of the human psyche, like the human operating system. When a baby's born, it's looking for patterns. It's trying to figure out what is what, how it looks and sees a certain face come up, and it knows that when that face comes up, it gets cared for. Another face comes up and it feels roughly handled and it's not very pleasant. So the baby's already looking for patterns and trying to figure out how to use them in order to, to survive. So beliefs are these patterns that we've recognized and are using to get along in the world, right? Now, it turns out that all beliefs are limiting, even though we talk about limiting beliefs, but all beliefs are limiting because they compress or uh, restrict what the real world is. So a baby, for example, might come to the conclusion, non-verbally of course, because they don't have words yet. When I cry and make a fuss, I get taken care of. Now that's a really good belief for a baby because it gets them taken care of, right? Uh, now, you and I probably know people who are adults who are still using that belief yeah. to operate <laughs> the world, right? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. I, 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 well, I'm not going to say anything, but go ahead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, the problem is, is that beliefs don't expire when they're when they're due to expire. They're not like meat at the counter. <clears throat> they don't come with expiration dates, right? They stay in the subconscious mind and keep operating. So whatever we put together as conclusions about the world, that's our operating principles. And some of them are very helpful. Like the belief, look both ways before you cross the street is a really good belief, not just for children, but for us as adults, right? We don't want to be hit by a truck. (laughs) Um, But other beliefs that we came to as in our childhood, for example, I'm unworthy of love, or there's something wrong with me, or uh, I'm bad, right? These are beliefs that a child came to for certain reasons in their childhood but then that belief continues to run their life for the rest of their life and that's what interferes with success and with with accomplishment in the world it interferes with relationships it interferes with work it interferes with with family life so um, the all beliefs are limiting in that sense that they're not true they're not true about the world but they help us get along they're useful Right? They're not good or bad, they're not right or wrong, they're not true or false. They're simply useful tools. So when we we when we work with people, we're looking at what are the beliefs that are interfering with your life and what you want to accomplish today. And when we clear those out of the way, that then the person can move forward, succeed, you know, accomplish what they want to accomplish.
1: Wow, that's a great, great explanation, Lion. So when you talk about like, you know, when we look at limiting beliefs, how do they in ways can can affect us that might, you know, a lot not allow us to perform at our highest level or might inter- impact our communication with ourself and other people or anything else that can, you know, in this way, you know, maybe in the re- in the in the outside world limit us from certain things that maybe we're capable of.
2: Almost everyone has the experience of starting a project, being really enthusiastic about it, and then the enthusiasm fades, and then they get bored, or they get distracted, or something happens, or something else becomes more important, and all of a sudden, that project's left behind. And that happens when you've got a job, and you've got certain things to do. You know, you're shuffling papers around the desk, and you're trying to get something accomplished, and you feel frustrated. And and there you are unproductive. In fact, the numbers on non-productive time in corporations has gone skyrocketing in the last 10 years because there's so many distractions, right? Well, every, everything we want to do and want to accomplish, we need to have a solid foundation of who we are, who others are, and what the world is, and understand how to operate in the world. All of our limiting beliefs from the past get in the way of that simple formula of figure out what you need to do and do it. <laughs> so uh, I may start on a project and because um, I want to succeed at, at my business. Okay, I'm going to start a marketing campaign. And as soon as I make a few steps, I hear a voice in my head that says, nobody really wants to hear from you. Uh, look, You're not going to succeed anyway. Why bother? Right. These are old beliefs that have popped up in opposition to the affirmation that you're gonna move forward. And this is an automatic process. And I would like to teach this to every child in every school in the world, which is that an automatic process is that when, as soon as you make a commitment to something new, the old beliefs that you have from the past come up and reassert themselves as inner voices or doubts or second thoughts or distractions. So when you recognize that, that is just machinery, Then you can have a tool that clears away that interference pattern. And then you can move forward again. I call it the machete school of uh, moving forward, which is that you know if you're in a jungle, you can't see where you're going. But if you have a machete in your hand, you can at least clear what's exactly in front of you. And then you can take a step forward. And then something else is in front of you. And you clear that and you can take another step forward and so on. You can get to your destination with just a machete in your hand. So those are the tools that I teach is how to clear those beliefs and second thoughts and doubts from the psyche so that they just don't show up anymore
1: don't show up yeah and I guess that's like you know and and what would that process look like and even if we aren't able to get it through the first segment we can we'll we'll definitely have time in the second segment to uh, talk about what would you say like if people that are listening that will be listening what would be the first steps in helping someone to start clearing
2: those limited beliefs like you were talking about the machete example and right the first step is to find the core belief so you start with whatever's happening Right. What's happening right now? What are you feeling right now? What's in the way right now? Um, Well, I want to. I want to be more in love with my wife, but you know, she keeps annoying me. So, so whatever the problem or issue is, there's a core belief down at the bottom of the psyche that's causing the problem. And so, we have a, a number of techniques. I teach 15 different methods of finding the core belief underneath the problem or issue. And that takes a little bit of time because we have to sort of go layer by layer. Yes. What does it mean to be annoyed? What does it feel like to be annoyed? Uh, what is it she does that causes your annoyance? What does that remind you of from your childhood? Where? Who was the first person that made you feel this way? And part of it is the feeling because we have to get into the embodied feeling and use that feeling as information. Because that's how you trace things into the subconscious mind is by following them down through the body sensations. Mm. Once you locate the original incident or incidents, many times it's like a series, a long series of things that happened that caused you to to come to this conclusion, it's often something like, you know mom wants something from me that i can't provide or mom's telling me what to do and i don't i don't want to do it or mom's criticizing me for who i am right so there's and you know that old saying if it's not one thing it's your mother so <laughs> so, <laughs> so when we find that then we have tools to clear it and move it out of the way really clean it out of the human operating system like finding bugs in a program and then it just doesn't come up anymore. All of a sudden, gee, my wife's not annoying me anymore. It's, she's wonderful.
1: <laughs> so it's almost like you said, like a, it could be like a computer, right? When you get everything, you got all this stuff built up and you got to clear out the cachet or something along those lines.
2: Yeah, it happens to me quite often because I usually have about 800 windows open at once. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we all have a certain capacity for the number of windows we can handle in our minds. <laughs> yeah. No, Absolutely. So yeah, so I mean we we find
1: that a lot of times with with entrepreneurs, we get a lot of people that are entrepreneurs here, we have business leaders, you know, people from diff- also other different professions that that tune in to the show, you know, looking for things that can you know help them per- uh, personally and professionally. What would you say like again on a scale of 1 to 10 how important this process is if they're serious about making changes for the better? in their personal and professional lives?
2: Well, on a scale of one to 10, this is at least a 15. There you go. <laughs> I support it. <laughs> if, not, if not a 95, I, it's like, I. this is my life. So uh, it's, it's of ultimate importance to me because in my own process, in my own evolution, I was looking to find like, what's wrong with me? Like I knew there was something wrong with me. And so I tried like a hundred different workshops and trainings and gurus and teachers and books and trying to figure out, what it was that was making my life what it was. Now, I was successful in business. I was a very successful headhunter, had my own practice. Um, and But all at the same time, I was also investigating myself. You know, what is the nature of human nature? What's the nature of consciousness? Who am I? What the hell am I doing here, right? These are important <laughs> questions to ask. And, and what I found was that whenever I had a big shift in my life, I could look and see that there was a, a basic shift in a core belief And that's what made it permanent. There's a lot of belief techniques out there that use uh, tapping or muscle testing, or you just figure out that the belief is not true. And these are all partially effective and temporary. And I was trying to find out what is the thing that makes it permanent? Because transformation means it's a permanent shift. You, You don't go back and back and back and back and over and over. So everybody's tried affirmations. Well, great. Affirmations make you feel better for a few minutes, maybe an yes. hour, and then you're back to your normal mind yes. because you're trying to pound on an old belief with a new belief. And yes. when you do that, it just pisses the old belief off and it reasserts itself even more, right? I'm a good, I have plenty of money. I have plenty of money. I have plenty of money. And your subconscious is going, tell me no, the opposite. <laughs> look at your bank account. That's not, <laughs> not, even, not even true. All right. So you have to clear the old beliefs first. And then when you create a new belief, a positive belief, an empowering belief, then it sticks. It's like um, if you're going to create a garden, first you have to clear the rocks and the weeds and then you amend the soil. And then you can plant your seeds and they'll grow. If you throw seeds on weedy, rocky ground, nothing much is going to happen, right? So if we have to clear the old beliefs out of the way before we create any new beliefs, once you do, the new belief can take root and it can blossom and become your life.
1: Wow. That's great. That's great. And, and, and I, and you just said it, you know, there's so many, so many other, you know, processes out there or, you know, people that have solutions, but but when you think about it, they, they only manage the problem. They're not really creating the solution. And there's, and, and if we're gonna, if we're gonna do bigger and better things in our lives and in our businesses, we have to, we have to solve the problem first rather than, you know, just manage it. So that, that is so true. We have about three minutes to our first break uh, line. So I wanted to see before we broke into something new, I wanted to see if you wanted to recap, you know, for everyone, because a lot of times we have people who will join in, you know, somewhere halfway through and, you know, something that you can summarize a little bit again, you know, what a belief and then how, you know, some week we can clear the clear limited beliefs. And we're going to get more into that in a second.
2: Sure. Uh, First of all, a lot of people believe that your experience creates your beliefs. I've had this experience and therefore I have this belief. It's actually the opposite. Our beliefs create our experience. And I can give your audience a very quick demonstration of what this is. So if you close your eyes and you feel what it feels like to hold the belief and you can say it as if it's true, there's something wrong with me. And just feel what that feels like to hold that belief. You'll experience a certain sensation in your body. Okay, so let that one go, and now feel what it feels like to hold the belief, I'm a sacred and worthy being, and see what that one feels like. Which one do you like better? (laughs) Of course, the second one, of course. (laughs) Right, right. So our beliefs actually create our feelings, right? So they create our feelings, they create our thoughts, they create our experiences. They're like a lens we look through to see the world. And so if you change your beliefs, you can change your experience, and you can change your reality. Wow, that's fabulous. That's
1: fabulous. Well, I know we got more to come. You got a lot of stuff that you're going to be sharing with us here. And we're going to, we're going to dive into a lot of the meat of stuff here in the uh, second uh, segment of our show. So again, if those, if they're just joining us again, we are talking about clear, your limiting, limiting beliefs. We're with Lion Goodman. Again, he is an expert in this area. He's worked with coaches around the world and, you know, consultants and helping these experts to help them understand this process so they can better help their clients. This is so important more than ever in today's world, especially with all this uncertainty that we're living in, where limiting beliefs can be even become more magnified because of that uncertainty. Doesn't have to be that way. So again, we encourage you that if you're just joining us, you can listen to the show in its entirety later today uh, if you missed the you know the first few, you know five, 10 minutes of the show. And again, those that just joined us, you got to stay. This is why you're here, because you're going to get a wealth of information from line here. And we're going to be coming back right here after the break. So stay tuned.
0: Again, that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Well, welcome back. If you're just joining us again, we're talking about uh, clear your limiting beliefs. We're here with the expert in this area. His name is Lion Goodman. We will encourage you to check more about him. He'll be sharing some more information later in the show, uh, how to reach him and get in contact with him. This, again, is something personally that is dear to my heart, as everyone knows that I'm also involved in the area of overcoming limiting beliefs and helping uh, individuals to help become trusted advisors in why they do what they do versus what they do in their chosen professions and with their businesses. And so, with um, Lion, when we had talked about, you know, you were talking about a little bit about the process about clearing limiting beliefs. And I'd like you to see if you could go into a little bit more on some of the things that you may do with actual coaches, managers, consultants, or even people direct. And I know I, I volunteered myself to be the, the, the guinea pig, so to speak,
2: and I'd be happy
1: to do that. We had talked off uh, during the commercial break about you know, my, my relationship with marketing.
2: Good. Well, I'll introduce the topic by saying that uh, almost everyone experiences problems in their life there's a few lucky people who don't <laughs> uh, but every problem or every issue that we're confronting has at its root a belief a core belief and again I just want to reemphasize that we're not talking about an idea or a mental construct but rather a deep fundamental understanding of the world or of ourselves or of other people like a uh, um, men are a problem, or women are a problem, or the government is a problem, right? All these are beliefs, but they're inside of us, and they they, are, they operate like a filter that we see the world through. So if you believe that men are a problem, you're seeing the world through that filter, and everywhere you look, you see problem men, right? So it doesn't matter whether a great man comes by who wants to support you and love you, all you see is a problem. And this is the problem with limiting beliefs is that they operate this way and we don't recognize that we're looking through that lens. So what I teach coaches and therapists, healers, and, and managers is that they can help the people that they help by understanding the nature of beliefs, by understanding the nature of consciousness and the mind, and helping that person get past that limitation. So let's dive into the issue you mentioned, Marcus. Yes. A lot of my clients and a lot of everybody else's clients has this issue of like, eh, I don't want to market or I'm not a marketer. I'm not a salesman. Right. Uh, right So, um, so this is the first thing is we just open up the conversation by saying, what is it about marketing that you resist or you don't like?
1: I would say that, you know, I spent 20, almost, yeah, 25 years in, in advertising and sales, sales. So, I wasn't a marketer, but I was in sales. So, I had that. I would say that a lot of times it might be due to the fact that that a lot of the, the experience was that the products and services as portrayed in the marketing never really lived up to what was marketed, you know, or what was said and stated. They, they always fell short.
2: Good. And how did that make you feel when you recognized that?
1: It, it just made me feel like it wasn't coming from, core values. Like it was, it was, it was for the sake of, you know, making money to make money at the expense of whatever
2: people. Great. So it was really uh, against your own moral code of authenticity, truth and, and value, right? Correct. Okay. So close your eyes for a moment and just feel what it feels like to be representing something that's just not true to you. It feels false in some way. And and describe the feeling that you have in your body that represents this conundrum. Something that doesn't feel right. Yeah. When you're selling something that you don't believe in or you're selling something that you thought you believed in, but then it turned out not to be true. Yeah. What is that feeling like?
1: I just feel like I'm, I'm not being ethical. I'm not being honest. Mm-hmm. And I'm not coming from integrity.
2: Mm-hmm. And where do you notice it in your body? Because the body is always the, the place that our subconscious talks to us from.
1: I would say that for me, and it comes from the my core, my, my stomach
2: area. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So just feel that feeling in your stomach. And by the way, everyone listening can do this themselves for whatever issue they've got. So just feel that feeling in your stomach and acknowledge it and welcome it as a signal. It's a messenger. And like any messenger, it's trying to knock on your door and give you a message. But if you ignore it, it knocks harder and harder. It sticks around. It starts getting out a sledgehammer and battering your door down. So just welcome that messenger in your stomach. And ask it, what message do you have for me? Should I say it out loud or just say it to myself? Yeah, say it out loud. It may come in words or pictures or memories. So what message do you have for me? Sometimes it comes in words, sometimes pictures, sometimes memories, Um, whatever comes up is the answer.
1: I would say that, again, it comes, you know, a lot of times based upon, you know, experiences on assumption. So,
2: (laughs) So I play a part in that. Okay, good. So, do you have experience? So, you've had a number of experiences like that, right? Yes. Uh, so, what's the earliest experience you remember that gave you this feeling?
1: I would say the earliest would be, again, and I already know all this because I've been through this. Sure. And this was with my father, you know, when he was, he was rarely around, you know. So, my limited belief was the need for validation because I didn't get it growing up you know, from my father. And I can remember that when he was around, he, you know, he would say, okay, we're, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, or he something that would excite, you know, hey, would get me excited to say, hey, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Only in the final moments or the, you know, that final hour to kind of, you know, kind of pull the rug beneath you. Yeah. So that was the things that he used to do. Excellent. Excellent.
2: So, yeah. that is the core of yeah. this feeling, the yep. feeling of I've been betrayed, I've been lied to, it's not true. And and my guess is, we, we would have to work deeper to go, but my guess is yes. that you made a vow at some point in your life that I'm never going to make somebody else feel this way. Yeah. So, then you're out selling a product to make money and all of a sudden you realize that you're doing the same thing to them that your dad did to you. Yeah. Now, if we had time, we'd go deeper. We could actually clear yep. that experience out of the way, actually change memory. It's called memory reconsolidation in psychology. And we actually could change the memory, shift who you are, and you would come back and that, that feeling would be gone. Now, it's also gone because you've made a pledge to be a man of integrity and, and not to do things that are false. Yes, so, so this is just, I'm just showing you the thread. Oh, absolutely. All the way back. Yeah, absolutely. What I
1: what I love about it is that, again, you're addressing, you're going back to the root cause, which I'm a firm believer in. It's not, you know, affirmation replacing, you know, a different thought, a belief over something that's still there. You know, it's like a cancer cell that's still there. The cancer might be in remission, but the, but the cell is still there and it, right. and it can come back.
2: It's like putting, yeah, the affirmations and, and trying to change your thoughts is like putting a Band-Aid on a deep wound. Exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's not really going to help. It makes it look a little better. That's all. Exactly. <laughs> so that's an example of, the, of sort of the dive down deep. And then there's this, this whole suite of techniques we use to actually lift that experience out of memory. Yeah. and and once it's out of memory then it doesn't come up anymore and you're all you're already authentic and in integrity so that's your natural state everyone's natural state is that level of integrity and wholeness so we're bringing people back to that state and in one step at a time
1: exactly that's what it is it, this is like you said this is not overnight this is a process but definitely well worth it i can tell you that right now from experience. It, it, I could tell you where you know, a lot of the people that know me or have known me for a long time or, you know, over the years I've shared on the show have known uh, where, where I was over 21 years ago. So, <laughs> compared to now. Yeah. No, this is great, great, great information that you're sharing. What would be some other things that you can enlighten us with, you know, with this, you know, to give some people some you know, some more direction of why this is so important and not to kind of overlook this. This can impact where you are personally in your, your, you know, your, your, your relationships with other people, whether if that's, you know, personal or in, in business. And again, where, where you are in your
2: business, how, why this is so important. Well, I want to reinforce this process that I took you through at very Sure. Point. Yeah, please do. Called, called the body wisdom process, because most people, when they have a bad feeling, they try to do something to not pay attention to it. Yeah. And the key here is that when you experience an experience fully and completely, it can complete its message. It can complete its mission and then it'll disappear or change. If you don't experience an experience completely, then it gets stuck. It sticks around. It it has to go somewhere. And so we push it down or we push it away or we suppress it or we ignore it or we distract from it. And those are messengers that are really important. So my advice to everyone is when you're feeling crappy, whatever you're feeling crappy about, don't try to escape it, actually dive into it and feel it completely and find out what it's saying to you because it has an important message. And that message is either a core belief or it's your core self saying, don't do that, or or, this isn't good. it's information and information is everywhere in the universe but we get a lot of information from our body and most people ignore it or try to do something to avoid it so put your attention back on your body listen to it it's got information for you that will help you move forward yeah yeah
1: no so true so true so we uh yeah we'd like you to share a little bit more again if you can if unless you want to elaborate further where you left off there but again the importance of this and i think like i said cuz everyone's so conditioned to be looking for the short term fix they they think that managing the problem is going to you know convince them that you know that's going to improve the situation but ne- nonetheless those limiting beliefs are so deep that that they'll they'll keep they'll keep dragging you down
2: until 100 years ago, we didn't really have psychology to work with. So, people had to do those other things. They had to push them away or ignore them or, you know, pretend the elephant wasn't in the room, right? And so, our parents and grandparents didn't have pop psychology to understand what was going on. So, they had different strategies for dealing with things. Just keep quiet. Just withdraw. Just, you know, get a little, go along to get along. They had, those were strategies. They were strategies for survival. Once psychology came in, and now that we're very sophisticated in understanding our psyche, we have a whole bunch of different options, right? There's many options, one of which is to find out what's causing the experience. And so no matter what it is, if you're trying to be successful and you keep running into blocks or barriers or resistance, it means there's something in the way of your life that's in your psyche, that's, in, that's part of your mind. And so, if you could clear it, like that machete I was talking about, you know, clear it out of the way, then you can move forward. Now, it's not a done, once done, it's gone in terms of, because we have tens of thousands of beliefs. And so, it takes time, it takes time, but, but once you clear it with my technology, that one's gone, and then you have to deal with the next one, and the next one, and the next one. But everything that stops us, prevents us from moving forward, holds us back, uh, distracts us from our goals they're all based on something deep inside. And if we focus on that cause and you clear Uh it at the causal level, then it's gone and out of your life. Otherwise you're trying to counteract it. As you were saying, you know, you go do something else or you distract or you watch some TV or you take a drink or you smoke some pot or, you know, you do something (laughs) to, you do something to escape the feelings, but the feelings are the place that we have to start. Uh And, and and, we, and a lot of men, if you ask a man, you know, how do you feel? He says, I'm fine. Uh, and, and that's not really a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, what I teach men is how to pay attention to their body sensations because we know where our body is. I mean, most men know when they're angry. But, yeah. you know, that's kind of our, our go-to place. <laughs> but <laughs> if we start paying attention to our body sensations, we can actually learn a lot from our body. Yeah. Uh, when when uh, we ask a woman, how are you feeling? She's got this whole repertoire of of you know a, a dozen or two dozen different words she can use to describe how she's feeling. But men are kind of blockheads, right? That we, we yeah. we're trained to be that way. So uh, so we train people how to pay attention to their body sensations and get the information from that yeah. so we can move forward.
1: Yeah. So so it's so critical what you just said about feelings, like because if it's anger, if it's you know, uh, jealousy, envy, or shame or guilt. Usually, for men, like you said, it's anger. And you know, again, it's telling you something. It's like it's that that feeling is telling something that needs to be addressed. And and when it's when it's you know re, you know repeats itself, because I I know that for a fact. You know, my first thirty years of my life, I lived every day in anger. You know, I could have a smile on my face. You you know, I might be you know pleasant to talk to in the beginning. That anger, it was operating from anger. And then slowly as you got to know know me, then, you know, that, you know, that firecracker came out. And it's so true. I mean, you know, that, that anger until you would, until you listen to what the anger is telling you to go deep, to find out what's, what's the cause behind it, that it's, you know, it's going to still be there. So I, I think that you made a great point with the messages. So, so
2: important. And remember, yeah. beli- when I talk about beliefs, I'm talking about the infrastructure of the psyche, something that's multidimensional. It has feelings, it has memories, it has experiences, because our experience is multidimensional. So our beliefs are multidimensional. And if you want to clear something, you have to clear it multidimensionally. If yeah. you just decide that the belief is not true, that's a mental construct. That doesn't clear it from the subconscious. Yeah. Or if you if you tap tap away the energy, that's great energetically, but it doesn't get to the verbal level or the exactly or the, or the subconscious level. So my processes are all based on this idea that that you can clear something completely by clearing it from all aspects of the self: the subconscious, the conscious, and the superconscious mind. All of the senses: the physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. So that's when you get a complete clearing, and you can then you don't have to worry about it anymore. It's gone.
1: Yeah, that's so true. It's so important. So and that's where you know what we're you know, what the show is about, Lionel. you know, with sustainable success. It's about getting out of it's about getting out of the problem into the solution. And you know, a solution is a process. These things don't happen overnight. And we like you said, we talked about earlier, we're always conditioned that we want something to be done quick. We want results quick. And the reality is in, in that process, that's not the case. These things sometimes can take time. And it's not the same for everyone, you know, every every person could be different in those cases. So uh, we got we also, about, uh, go ahead, we got about 30 seconds, but go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, we, we also don't need to spend three years on the couch with a psychiatrist <laughs> to <clear> stuff <laughs> Yes. Anymore. We've got much more efficient methods for, yes. for clearing things out of the way. So um, it, it doesn't have to take a lot of time, yep. but we have tens of thousands of beliefs. So if if we have a hundred interfering beliefs, you got to do the process a hundred times.
1: Absolutely. Totally agree. Well, again, we're here with Lion Goodman today. We're talking about clearing your limiting beliefs. We got to go to break, but we got more to come. We got the last segment of the show. Again, we got a more great information that Lion's going to be sharing with us here. And again, if you joined us halfway through, you can again listen to the show on demand later here today at the Voice America Influencers Channel or at our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017 or Apple Podcast, Google Play you know, Stitcher, wherever you can find podcasts, you can find us. We'll see you right back after the break.
0: What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Well, welcome back again. We are talking about clearing your limiting beliefs. We're here with Lion Goodman. Again, he is an expert in the area of helping not only individuals, but coaches, uh, managers, and consultants and helping their clients as well, how to remove limiting beliefs for good. Again, this isn't a temporary fix. This is a solution. So again, our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Again, this is an organization that provides a social media community platform, bringing together alumni together, whether if it was your college, your university, you were in a fraternity, sorority, or perhaps worked at a corporation once back in the past, where you can now can all come together, not only to relive and share memories, but create new experiences. Many times people are looking to find new job opportunities. This is going to be a great place that you can do that because it's not about your resume, it's about more about the type of person you are and does your not only your skills, but does your, you know, your purpose, your values align with that position. Again, this is going to be a great uh, resource for you and again offers a lot of perks to its members, so we encourage you, highly encourage you to check out alumni direct at myalumnidirect.com that again is my alumni direct.com. So Lion, when we were talking about, we were talking about, you know, limiting beliefs, clearing limited beliefs. Let's talk about beliefs to success. Everyone's got a, I guess, a different version of what success is. Let's talk about how this applies to success.
2: Excellent. Uh, so we could just ask all your listeners, like, what is success to you? What is, how would you define success? How would you, what do you believe about success? Do you believe you're successful right now? Do you believe you can be successful? Do you believe that success comes easily or do you have to struggle for it, right? Um, We could also go into beliefs about money. There's lots of beliefs about money. Money is evil, money is good, money, uh, more money, more better. So so, um, these are really important principles because we operate in this world, in this economic world, and social world around not only our own beliefs about success and money, but about everybody else's beliefs about success or money. When you're working for someone else, they get to define what success is in your job, right? When you're an entrepreneur, then you get to define success for yourself. But we're still stuck with all of these old social and cultural beliefs that have been around for thousands of years. So at one time before the creation of money, people were in community and they traded and they, they, everybody's life was sustained, right? So they could be happy because everything was there. Everything they needed was there. Money came in, transactions came in, debt came in, and the whole infrastructure of money and power came together to influence our belief in what success is. So it doesn't matter whether it's a belief about money. You know, how much money do I need to be happy? Well, it, you probably know this: that when people were, um, were, uh, yeah. were <laughs> sorry, when people were interviewed and asked, you know, how much money would make your life better? Yep. Almost everybody said about double what I'm making, and it didn't matter whether they were making ten thousand a year; then it was twenty. Or fifty thousand a year, then it was a hundred. Or a million dollars a year, then it was two million. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have this idea that more money will make us happier, and the social media, the social, the media landscape it reinforces these beliefs. Like, hey, if you have this pretty new car, you'll look successful, and you'll be successful, and you'll be happy. So, our materialistic culture has influenced our belief in what is success. So. Let's look at that and say, what would we like to have as a belief about success? What does success mean to our our deepest value system? As you said, it might be that I can help my family sustain itself. It might be that I get to serve other people with my gifts. It might be that I get to fulfill my life purpose. So everybody has to find out what they believe and clear out the beliefs that are driving us into this ridiculous behavior of of destroying our planet in order to uh, to make more and and have more. So that's a. So I want to hear your thoughts about this.
1: No, I agree. I totally agree. And uh, you know, like I said, I. I think a lot of times it's people's, you know, definition of success is defined on, you know, how they grew up. Like, you know, somebody else's values. I know mine was. Mine was defined by my father, you know, that you had to be be in a certain profession. You had to do certain things if that was going to make you successful. And it was always around money. And the reason why was because my dad grew up poor. He didn't have money. So, so and for him, that was the most important thing. But there were sacrifices, and obviously that was uh, his family. But as a result of that, that's all I knew. And I had to reprogram that and really come to tune what, is, what was success really to me? Money now is just a byproduct of serving my purpose and, this, and leveraging my strengths and, my, and, and the things that I can do to really offer value to people. That's all it is. And yes, it hasn't it made me successful monetarily. Sure but that wasn't the driver. The driver was again, serving that why that I do it no matter what, you know what I mean? Yes, we have to live in a society where we have to pay for things, but, but nonetheless, that was not the driver, the money itself. So that's what I loved about what you shared there, about there.
2: Yeah, and even our, our money here in the US has in God we trust on it, right? So we've made money our God. This, this is what we've done. <laughs> right? so, so we have to decide what's more important to us and our values are a way of prioritizing what's important to us. You know, what's the most important thing, is love the most important, is relationship, is family, is money, is success, is is having the best toys when you die. So these are important philosophical questions. And when you start looking at beliefs, you look at your own personal beliefs, You look at the beliefs of your family, the beliefs of your culture, the beliefs that the media is putting out, the beliefs of our ancestors, right? We're inheritors of this long series of belief structures that have gotten us to this place. And there's some really fundamental beliefs that we need to question that are beyond our own internal beliefs, but societal beliefs. Is this really where we want to be as a society? Yeah, no, so true. So true. And it's so
1: important. I think when people can really get in line, I know when my personal experience line, when I was able to find, be more present and learn how to be present and have more clarity, that's when I began to see that lie that I was living in, you know, that lie of living someone else's values, somebody else, you know, somebody else's programming, you know, that I adopted as my own. And it was so freeing to know that I could, you know, release all that, almost like that I, You know, I had to like, you know, take everything off that computer and then reprogram it again. Uh, But I could tell you it was worth it. Even though it took time to kind of reprogram and and start really operating from my true self, you know, that's when the magic started to happen. You know, and no matter, even if I went through a difficult period, which we all do, that's life and that's business. But nonetheless, I approached it in a different way, not the way that
2: I used to do it. That's beautiful. And in, in our process, in the Clear Beliefs Method, when you clear a belief... What you create is space and presence so when you release one of these old programs what you're left with is who you really are and from that place then you can create a new belief of what do i want to believe what belief will create the life i want what's what would i prefer to believe so we always leave that up to our clients we don't tell them what they should believe that's just more indoctrination we've all been indoctrinated way too much in our life (laughs) So we're really asking the person to look deep inside themselves and find out what their preferred belief is and what belief will get them the experience they want. You know, you want love? Great. What would you have to believe about love in order to get that experience of love? You want wealth? Great. What, what would you have to believe that would draw that wealth to you and make you a wealthy person? Wealth is great. I, I love money. You know, sure, yeah. Money, money is
1: nothing wrong with money. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And if you love money, then you're going to take care of it. You're going to care for it. You're going to well, make that sure that exactly it. right. So, uh, so there's nothing wrong with the love of money. It's not the root of all evil, as uh, as the biblical quotation was. Greed is certainly the yes root of all evil, but but money is just an exchange medium. So, what do people exchange money for? Value, as you said. You know, what value are you creating for others? That will in turn. You know, bring money into you. Now, there's also people that just have jobs, right? and they need a job to sustain their life and sustain their family. and that is perfectly a uh, valid way of living life. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. you don't have to be a wealthy person. Having a job gives you a, a sense of credibility, gives you integrity and and it's it's a perfectly good thing unless you don't want it, in which case you can change it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we got got a couple minutes because I wanted to leave some time, but we we got two minutes till I wanted to have you share. But so in the last two minutes, what, what else could you really summarize everything that you've shared today with the audience about clearing your limiting beliefs, some things that you can really close everything out and really bring it full circle for everyone?
2: Sure. First is that we are composed of our beliefs. Our beliefs determine who we are. They determine how we respond to the world. They determine what we see and what's possible. They they limit our world because without any beliefs, you are an unlimited being. So what's important is to find out what what is important to you, right? That's the first thing, find out what's important to you and then decide what it is that's holding you back from accomplishing what you want, from being successful in the way that you want, from defining success the way you want. And once, because our beliefs create a reality, if you change your beliefs, you will change your reality. It changes automatically because suddenly you're seeing through a clearer lens. Mm-hmm. Now there's possibilities that weren't there before. Now there's you that wasn't there before. You can show up in your fullness and in your integrity and in your wholeness and who you really are. You don't have to have a false mask that you wear in certain places like your job or your family or or out on the street. So all of this is about becoming more and more yourself, more and more in integrity, more and more your own wholeness. And that is a spiritual state. It's not just a mental state. So when, when we get there, we're living out of our virtues. And that's when life becomes sweet.
1: Nice. Well,
2: well put. Well, again, everyone, I hope
1: you took notes today with this. And again, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today. There's a wealth of, of information and nuggets that Lion shared. Lion, I'd like to, you know, first, thank you again for taking time again, out of your busy schedule to be with us. I'd like you to share with the audience a little bit more about where they can get in contact with you, anything that you'd like to share with them and so on.
2: Sure. Uh, first, my favorite thing to do is to teach other coaches, therapists, healers, and managers how to help their clients or their their uh, employees how to clear their beliefs. And so I have a training called the Clear Beliefs Coach Training. Uh, The next one starts March 30th, and they can find out more at clearbeliefs.com. So that's my training program. Uh, For those people who are interested in their own clearing process, I have a product called Clear Your Beliefs, and you can find out about that at clearyourbeliefs.com. And that will take you through. It's a seven part recorded program that will take you through a process of clearing your beliefs, which you can use over and over and over again. Uh, and many people do. And then, if they want to find out more about me and my writings and all my activities, which are quite various, <laughs> they can go to liongoodman.com. And that's L I O N goodman.com. Well, thank you so
1: much for sharing uh, your words of wisdom here today. We highly encourage everyone listening to uh, reach out to Lyon, whether if you're a coach, a manager, a consultant, or if this is something for you individually. And again, if you just wanna learn a little bit more about Lion beforehand, again, you can check him out at the website that he listed. We will be listing all these different reference points for him here later. Again, so you can go ahead and check him out. Again, Lyon, thank you so much again for being here. And guests, we thank you each and every week joining us here the Sustainable Success Way. We hope that everyone has a great rest of your week And a great weekend to recharge. And we'll see you here next Thursday uh, with another great guest. Until then, have a great day.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.